Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 29. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turn radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, my beautiful people. On today's show, I had the pleasure of interviewing Diana Hardiman. She is the founder of Milk Made Ice Cream. They are a New York City-based ice cream company, but the twist to their company is that they're a monthly subscription service, so you actually have to subscribe to receive their ice cream every month. It's really cool, really unique. The flavors never repeat, so during this interview, you guys will hear her story You will hear how she has expanded her business and now she is going to start shipping her ice cream across the country. So it's really interesting. She was one of the first to pioneer this subscription service uh, business model that now is kind of pretty hip and everybody's doing it, but she was one of the first. So she has a lot of great insights and a lot of great tips. So here you guys go. Enjoy the interview. Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Girl on Purpose. I am thrilled to introduce my guest today. Her name is Diana Hardiman. Welcome to the show, Diana. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, Diana is the founder and creator behind the company Milk Made Ice Cream. She started making ice cream from her tiny little kitchen in New York City in the summer of 2009. She wanted to make a better pint of ice cream. So today she has a growing company um, in New York City, and she's going to go into detail how she's expanding, how she's grown the business, and we're so excited to have her on. So Diana, can you give us a little bit more information on your company and a little bit about your personal story? Sure. Um, Yeah, well, Milkmaid is an ice cream of the month delivery service. We're a craft ice cream company here in New York. Um, We make two new flavors every month, never repeat a flavor, always use local ingredients, and the flavors are always really unique and wild. Um, We craft them right here in New York City, and then we hand deliver them to uh, members of our subscription service. Um, Currently, we serve Manhattan and Brooklyn, but this year we're planning to expand uh, and start shipping outside of New York. Very, very cool. So tell me this. Now, a monthly subscription service. Were you the first of your kind? Um, well, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. You see a ton of monthly subscription services now. Um, but in 2009, when we launched the business, um, there really weren't any. Um, you know, there we were pre-Birchbox even, who started in 2010, who's probably one of the biggest um, monthly sub- subscription services. So, yeah, you know, when I launched the business in 2009, I really thought, Hey, it'd be great to deliver right to people, right to people's doors instead of going through the supermarket and going through traditional, um, you know, traditional channels. Let's do a monthly subscription and and start the business in this way. 
Right. So I looked around too and I thought, they, I, I think she was the first. I don't think there. this was popular. <laughs> Today, you know, it's popular and everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But in 2009, I think it was brand new. So when you launch a company that's kind of, you're the trailblazer, let's say, how do you build a business plan? What was what was your plan to kind of roll this out? Well, um, it really was done totally organically, uh, you know, because we didn't have a lot to um, copy, if you will. Uh, so, you know, we started at the very beginning of this monthly subscription kind of bonanza, if you will, um, and the very beginning of this artisanal food movement that we've been seeing not only in ice cream, but in plenty of other food um, categories. Uh, when I launched the business, it was, um, you know, I took some some of what I had learned in, in previous education. I had gone, moved to New York to go to business school here. Um, I kind of set out the values of what I wanted the business to mean, why I was creating an ice cream company, and decided, you know, made every decision based on those values, what our containers were going to be, how we were going to deliver um, what our flavors would be, who we would partner with, uh, et cetera. So what were your struggles in the beginning? <laughs> um, well, just in the beginning. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> there's struggles every day. I mean, the struggles in the beginning, um, well, you know, there were few because Milkmaid has a unique story in that when we launched the business, um, we had existing demand. Um, I had the idea of, hey, I love ice cream. I don't love what I'm eating anymore. I'm buying a pint a night. I think I can make this better. I started making ice cream out of my home. It was just for fun. had the idea it would be great to start a business in this, um, but certainly wasn't going full force at it. And then fell into some press and interest. People loved the ice cream started serving it to more friends, serving it at parties, and we fell into kind of this um, this wait list of people that wanted our, our ice cream. So for me, it was very easy to see, wow, the opportunity exists here, um, which I think is often a difficult part of starting a business is, hey, I, I want to start this thing. I don't know who will buy it. I don't know if they'll want it, you know. We had existing, 700 existing people saying, I would love to buy this. So wow. that helped a lot. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say they were struggles, but it definitely took time to kind of figure out how. How the heck do you start a food <laughs> business in New York City, especially at a time when resources were not as widely available as they are now um, for doing so? And so that was... All right, let's research commercial kitchen. All right, let me figure out where to buy containers. You know, um, who's the printer that prints, you know, freezer grade product, you know, labels and kind of everything was done just through a lot of research, um, which took took time and you know, just some some due diligence on our on our end. I wouldn't call them struggles. They were just kind of rites of passage. Do you have any of the original subscribers? Yeah, you know, we do. It's actually really awesome. Um, we have we have people who are still on the membership from from day one, in fact. Um, a lot from, yeah, from the first couple months of our delivery, um, which is great. So four years that they've been loyal members to Milkmaid. Wow. Um, we still, we have a number of new, new members as well, which is, you know, always great to delight new folks. But yeah, I mean, I think it speaks 
speaks wonders that we have people who continue, you know, on a monthly basis to be excited about our ice cream. Yeah, for sure. So you guys started with 50 people on this monthly subscription. Now you guys service thousands. Um, how are you guys managing? Are, I know that you guys hand pack and hand deliver all of these pints. So are you just hiring more people? Yeah, you know, at this point, we have served thousands uh, in New York and, and in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, however, on a monthly basis, we serve um, between two and 300 typically. Uh, this is, yeah, when we started, we first said, okay, the first 50 people off of the wait list that live in these zip codes join. Um, then the next 50 people who leave, who live in these zip codes, you can join. And then kind of grew slowly like that. For quite a while, capped the membership because we were so small. Um, we didn't have a, a large operating capacity. And, uh, yeah, we were delivering on our own. So it, you kind of have to limit your, you know, your volume at that point. We've since expanded so that we can take on any int any interest, any um, signups that come in. Um, but Milkmaid has been kind of operating at capacity for the entire time. Um, and we're looking this year is actually a big year for us because we're going to be expanding our production, moving into our own kitchen space um, and being able to serve many more members um, across Manhattan and across the nation. Right. So congratulations. Not a lot of people can say that, that they've been at full capacity from day one. Yeah, um, if that's true. Um, you know, on one hand, yeah, that's great. On the other, if that was the case, potentially we could have, you know, expanded a, a while back. However, um, you know, I'm I'm happy the way that we've kind of deliberately um, created the brand, um, grown our our wait list, grown our following online. Um, and then planned out our expansion kind of, you know, very meticulously and deliberately so that this year, um, you know, we can really do it and do it well. Right. So tell us, how do you come up with your flavors? Uh, well, <laughs> it's super fun. Um, so it is, it's, it kind of basically anything that I eat, I think, huh, can this be a flavor of ice cream? Um, so like, for example, our latest one is a called Brie Mine. It was our, our February flavor. It's a Brie ice cream with a Cabernet caramel swirl. So I, you know, I guess I was eating cheese and wine one day. And thought, hmm, <laughs> or um, I also had heard that that pun before, and I thought that's a cool name for ice cream. You know, maybe we could do something with that. So either it's something I'm eating, red velvet cake. Can this be turned into ice cream? You know, and and how can we do it in a way that isn't just, you know, oh. Uh, throw you know cupcakes inside of the ice cream um, right. how can we do it in a unique way um, so that's one two is we partner with local producers artisans who are similar to us and produce you know in sustainable manners here in New York so it's meeting a new artisan and saying hey we'd love to work with that cold brew company what can we do with that uh, it's having a cocktail uh, a Tom Collins and saying, this would be cool, like, great story behind this cocktail. Let's turn that into ice cream. Or it's just having the name first, like bread rum. Um, I thought that's a cool name for a 
uh, a Halloween ice cream, you know, an October flavor uh, from The Shining. And, you know, <laughs> how can, <laughs> and I thought, what can I do that's red? Oh, how about red tea, Ruibus tea, which actually made a delicious ice cream. But what about rum? What can that be? Oh, how about a friend of mine who runs a cookie company, Baking for Good? How about rum balls? And they'll make them for us custom. So it really, I mean, it is, you know, each month there it, it's seasonal. Um, it's what we find at the farmer's market. It kind of coincides with whatever holiday is happening. And, you know, it's really inspired. And it's it's so much fun to think of them. How much fun is that? It sounds <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. It, I can imagine everywhere you go, you're looking around and oh yeah, that and that and ooh, let me write that down. And you have a notebook with you? <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, I have a note on my phone that I kind of keep a running list, and you know, I'm always saying ice cream is always top of mind here at Northmade, <laughs> and uh, um, you know, and of course, anytime I talk to someone in Holland, oh, I run an ice cream business. Oh, you should do this one. Have you done this one? You know. So it's it's easy to keep coming up with really unique flavors. Right. And that is why you do not repeat them, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I launched the business, I thought, okay, I, I don't want to ever repeat a flavor. And it, it wasn't necessarily a challenge for myself. I thought, well, that'll be easy. There's a ton of, op- you know, options here. It was more of, well, I want to make this compelling for the members to stay on for the entire time, such that every month is something brand new. Um, and yeah, we're on flavors 105 and 106 for, um, for March. So it's been, been quite a few flavors. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. So have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I have, um, I always wanted to kind of do something unique, do something on my own, um, do something creative, what it was going to be, I, I didn't know. I had had plenty of ideas um, ever since I was young and hadn't just hadn't really taken any of them to the next step. I, you know, had maybe sussed them out, done some research, done a little bit, but always kind of thought, oh, I don't I don't know what I'm doing, really. Um, and so just kind of stopped when Milkmaid kind of presented itself to me, um, where, Hey, I was making ice cream. Hey, it was pretty good. People really liked it. And Whoa, wow. Here's this wait list. Now people who, who want this, I thought, great. Now's my opportunity. So I figured, you know, if this doesn't work out, that's okay. I can go back to getting a, a room job. Um, and if it does awesome, yeah, I kind of felt like I had nothing to lose. Right. Right. I mean, that takes a lot of pressure off too. So <laughs> when you think about it that way. So let's celebrate some of your successes. Can you share with us something or a decision that you made that you think changed the company for the better? Well, I think it was, I mean, for me, really, it was starting the business. Um, I, I don't know of a decision over the, you know, over the course of the four years that that changed the business entirely. Um, really, I, I think it's just kind of keeping moving um, and keeping moving forward. Uh, you know, there are plenty of times when, especially for me as a sole kind of sole founder and, per, and sole person running this business, um, it is easy to 
you like feel down on some days or kind of feel like you don't know what you're doing, you know, as I just said in, in my past experience. And I think the most important thing that has continued to help Milkmaid is that I have kept, kept going, you know, okay, it's delivery month, new, you know, or delivery week, new flavors, let's get them out the door and keep moving forward. Um, and I think that's just that uh, dedication and resilience a little bit is the, is what has been so beneficial for Milkmaid. Talk to us about your lick starter campaign you raised uh, just over forty seven thousand dollars so tell us about that um yeah that was a lot of fun um and a lot of work so anyone who is planning a kickstarter campaign know it is it's basically a brand new job um so it, it is um a lot of work and if you have any, you know, seeking advice, feel free to email Diana at Milk Meat Ice Cream. Um, yeah, we launched this Kickstarter campaign in December over the holidays, um, which may or may not be the right time. I don't know, especially for an ice cream company. I don't know. But, we, you know, we launched it, and it, it was great. Um, you know, as I had mentioned, I've grown this membership locally. Also, we have a national wait list of folks who over the years have read about Milkmaid and signed up and said, you know, when you're ready to ship, we're ready to pay you um, for the ice cream. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, um, it's been great. So, you know, we thought this would be a great way to engage everyone and let them be a part of our expansion. Um, we even get, you know, we've also grown this large social media following. We have over 1.6 million followers on our blog um, who write into us saying, "When are you gonna, when are you gonna come to New Zealand?" <laughs> and wow. So we thought this is a great way to just engage everyone, you know, everyone who is a fan of Milk Made, um, to help us and to, to help us grow, but more so for them to really be a part of our growth. Um, so yeah, we, we reached our goal right towards the end of, of the Kickstarter and, um, you know, called it the Wickstarter, which definitely helped. And <laughs> it, it was a full-time job, but it was great. I mean, it was a great way to kind of, you know, re-engage people who've been fans for quite a while. Tell me this, um, you sound very confident and very secure in this business and what you're doing and... Props to you because not everybody is that confident and that secure in what they're doing and in their business. And I mean, you have the business to back it up, but do you ever have moments of doubt? Do you ever have moments of, of just thinking to yourself, what am I doing? Is this the right thing? Do I want to be doing this in 10 years? <laughs> Heck yes. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm totally confident about my, my business, you know, um, at the very beginning, I was pretty confident, but there, there was a lot more uncertainty where it kind of was, Hey, am I, am I really going to start an ice cream business? Like, is this what I went to school for? And, you know, I think starting a food business has become a lot more in vogue over the last four years. And at the beginning, it kind of was like, really, is this what I'm going to do? Okay. Um, you know, I'm very confident, and sure, we have the, the business to back it up. I have the brands back it up uh, to a certain extent. Um, but, I mean, I'm human, of course. Uh, on a daily basis, I, I question things, you know. I mean, I just think that's how we are wired. Um, 
it's left them now where, you know, as, you know, on fundraising, we do the Kickstarter. You kind of have to be sold on what you're doing if you're going to sell others on what you're doing. And so at this point, you know, there are far fewer days where I question the entire the entire business. Um, but sure, you know, I question, is this my decision? Is this the right way that I'm going? At the end of the day, as far as is this the question of, is this what I want to be doing for the next 10 years, 20 years? Um, I do question that sometimes. However, I very quickly remind myself, dude, you make ice cream and you delight <laughs> people. <laughs> you know, like you run an ice cream business. How many people can be so fortunate to be able to pursue the, their dream of running a business and have it be a product that delights people, that people, you know, tweet at you or respond or text you that how delicious it is and how delightful it is. And I'm very quickly brought back to just gratitude. And, um, you know, I think we can all in the face of self-doubt kind of bring it back to that, kind of reel it in with, with gratitude. Right. And, and also, uh, you know, most businesses don't have a waiting list. <laughs> you have a waiting <laughs> list of people begging for your product and you kind of, you know, are just waiting to service these people. So props to you. I am very impressed. So tell me, what's the goal with, with the business? Do you want somebody to call and buy you out? Are you looking just to expand and take it around the world? What's the goal? Um, well, the goal is to create an awesome product, an awesome pint of ice cream. Every flavor is an experience um, and has a story behind each flavor, number one. Number two, and uh, you know, that goes along with that, is create a the best brand in craft ice cream, a, a great brand of ice cream um, that, you know, people connect with. Um, that's my goal. And, you know, I would love for it to, to, you know, as I said, I can't ask for more if I'm doing this in 10, 20 years and I'm still making people happy with a great product that they love. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm growing the business so that I can you know, people want the ice cream, got to get it to them. People love the ice cream here. I want more people across the country and hopefully world to also love it. So looking back at your business and all the experience that you've had, can you think back at one piece of advice that you still hold on to that you thought, you know, that was the best business advice I ever received? Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't business advice. And I, I can't even point to who said it. It's so random. Um, and I've searched. So one, I'm not a huge personal Twitter user on my own milkmaid tweets. But one day I was on Twitter and I saw a quote from somebody. And it was someone distinguished. Was, someone had tweeted a quote from someone distinguished who was older, like an older gentleman. I don't even remember who it was. But, and I don't remember it verbatim, but it was something to the, to the effect of um, that nobody knows what they're doing. But after all of his years, he, you know, and everyone thinks that he has it together and he knows exactly what he's doing. The real, at the end of the day, he's making it up as he goes along. And for me, when I saw that and read that, I thought, man, that's great. <laughs> like, that's so empowering because as I mentioned, there are plenty of businesses I had thought about in the past that I thought, no, I don't know enough. I'm not going to do this. Um, 
And, you know, it was milkmaid. I could have said the same thing. Oh, I don't, I know nothing about how to make ice cream at volume. You know, I can make it in my own home and I know nothing about distribution, you know, and whatnot. But, you know, you make, you figure it out as you go along. And if you don't try, if you don't just get out there and, and, and give it a go, then you'll never do anything. And for me, that was super empowering that, you know, you may, it's okay if you have uncertainty. It's okay if you have doubt and if you feel some days like you don't know what you're doing because we've not, I've never lived before. You know, this is my first time being at this age, you know, being here today. So I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring today out as, as today happens. So oh, I love that, would that. Be my, that would be my, um, advice that, you know, I, I need to look up that tweet or whoever said that, or maybe find a better quote to point to, but that's what I got for now. I love that. I got chills when you said that because it's so <laughs> <Wow>. true. <laughs> it's so true. Like everybody's kind of just trying to figure it out, There's, you know, yeah. I love that. I really do. I'm going to yeah. have to write that down. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So if you could recommend one book, to our listeners today tell us the book and tell us why okay well um i have three books that i really have enjoyed in the last couple of years but i'm going to say one okay i'll answer your question as you asked it <laughs> one and maybe i'll post the other somewhere but it is called daring greatly and i choose this one because i feel that it, it goes along with what i just spoke about um, I saw this TED talk by this woman, Brene Brown, um, a psychologist, and it was about shame, which is really unique and kind of interesting. And who talks about shame and what? But the TED talk was so moving, and so it 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 hit me, and it kind of hit me in the way of, gosh, I should read this book. It probably would help me a lot with milkmaid and kind of being okay with putting it out there and being okay with saying, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And Hey, I'm fundraising and, you know, will you invest in me and all of that? And so I bought the book and I read it and yeah, it totally did help with milkmaid. It also helped personally. Um, and I just, I felt that it was really empowering just to be vulnerable, to let go of the outcome, even of, you know, your personal situations as well as even your business situations and to work for the work and for the journey of it. Um, and yeah, so Daring Greatly. Great book. Yeah, absolutely. Her TED Talk is amazing. amazing. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that you're familiar with it. Yeah, really, really cool and empowering. And everyone I've recommended it to has has agreed. So Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been so generous with your time and being open and honest. And I so appreciate that. So can you share with the listeners where they can find your products? Yeah. Um, so if you're in New York, then we'll deliver to you starting the first week of March. That's our next delivery. Um, you can find us on, on online at MilkmaidIceCream.com. It's M-I-L-K-M-A-D-E, a little plan words there, IceCream.com. Um, if you're outside of New York City uh, or Brooklyn, then you can also go there and sign up on our wait list and put your zip code in, and we, uh, you know, we'll start shipping based on where, where most people reside. So get all your friends to, to do it, too. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we, we post some photos and kind of our adventures in ice cream on Instagram, 
at Milkmaid, M-I-L-K-M-A-D-E, and Twitter as well. So. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. You too, Vivian. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, my beautiful people, that was my interview with Diana Hardiman, founder of Milkmaid Ice Cream. I hope that you have enjoyed this interview with Diana and myself. Please do not forget to stop by my website, viviantenario.com. There in the show notes, you will find all of the information you need to stay connected to Milkmaid Ice Cream and Diana Hardiman. So do not forget to stop by there and grab all that information. I hope you guys have a fabulous day and I will see you guys tomorrow.